Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Lou. This episode of the Raptors Over Everything Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the new official food of basketball. So make sure you're never missing buckets. Order yours online at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors 115-109 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. And... Um, the only thing I can say is that it was harder than it had to be. Like, uh, the Cavs are not very good. They've lost 10 of the last 11 games now. Uh, I just thought it would be an easier win. But, you know, you got to get you got to hand it to the Cavs. They uh, played with a bit of pride. They're on the home floor. Um, I don't know. That's, that's all the nice things I can say about the Cavs, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the Raptors just didn't play necessarily the most composed game. Uh, it wasn't necessarily the game was sloppy. It's just, you know, defensively, it wasn't necessarily the most intensive for the Raptors. Uh, they gave up 15 offensive rebounds. They had a couple of closeouts that were a little bit sloppy. And, you know, the Cavs kind of bailed them out in a small way because they, they, they did miss some shots, um, you know. But, you know, for the most part, it, it's really just the Cavaliers play tough. Um which is something that you you rarely see out of this team. Uh, th- this is a team that you know obviously loses a lot. <laughs> They're not very good at home. They're not very good on the road. Not good at basketball in general. But uh, at least tonight they played with a lot of fervor. They played with a lot of compete. Um, and if you look at sort of the flow of this game, the Raptors kind of came into it with kind of the extent of or with the intent of, look, man, it's a game in the end of January. Let's sort of. And it's a back-to-back tomorrow. Let's sort of uh, give the requisite amount of uh, intensity and effort to win this game, but not give too much more than that. Uh, we don't need to, uh, you know, sort of just play all out against the Cavs. And so it felt very much like a game where the Raptors would make these small pushes. Two to three minutes of intense, focused uh, defense, uh, leading to a lot of offense for them. And, you know, you figure that if you put together enough of those – uh, you can put away a team like the Cavaliers, who are just kind of, you figured, are going to fold eventually. But it, it didn't really go that way, you know? The Cavaliers, to their credit, they had a response. Um, you know, they made counter runs of their own. It, it didn't help that the Raptors' bench was not necessarily uh, holding it down as much as, uh, you know, you would kind of expect them to um, until at least at the end of the game. Uh, and the Cavaliers sort of made a couple runs, but it's just sort of like the Raptors just the consistency of offense was just not necessarily there. And also defensively, you know, again, they, they made a couple of errors and the Cavaliers stuck around. The Raptors will go up 10. The Cavaliers will cut it to two. The Raptors will go up 15. The Raptors, will, you know, the, the Cavs will cut it. And it was just like that over and over and over again. Um, but, you know, really where the Raptors kind of um, made that little bit of a separation just to get themselves sort of command of the game. Because you never felt like the Raptors were going to lose this game. You know, even after the first half, the Raptors only up uh, four points after the first half. You know, it, it felt very much like the Raptors were cruising along. In that third quarter, you know, it was one of those times where, okay, 
You know, you're the road team. You're the better team. You come in. You, you hold it down for the first half. Third quarter, you're going to come in with that push. You separate yourself. Get up 10, 12 points and sort of ride it out from there. And that's kind of, you know, what happened at least. I mean, the thing is the Cavaliers had a response. But that third quarter, Kyle Lowry was excellent. Uh, he had 14 of his, 20, his 23 points in that uh, third quarter there. And... You know, it reminded me a lot of that Minnesota Timberwolves game, which was also on the road, also against an inferior opponent who had lost, like, a million games in a row. Uh, and you just figured that, like, yeah, you know, it's a little weird that the Raptors are in this game. They're kind of playing sluggish. Not, a, not No one's really taking control of the team. And then, bam, Kyle Lowry comes out of nowhere, sets the tone, makes a couple of great plays. I mean, in that quarter, it's not even just about the scoring. It's, it's, it's everything Kyle does. Like, first off, Kyle Lowry... So good at getting to the basket. That's one of the most pleasant surprises this year. Um, you know, Kyle Lowry named to his sixth All Star game. I don't think this is a surprise for anybody. He's averaging twenty and seven. Why would for a team that's second in the Eastern Conference? Uh, you know, Kyle Lowry's had many, many great moments this year. I mean, even that thirty point comeback alone in that fourth quarter with mostly G League level players. You know, uh, you know, Kyle. Yeah, even just for that alone, that, that would be, that would be enough to get my All Star ballot. But um, you know, him leading the charge against Boston, all this, all these games that he's had while guys were injured, you know, Kyle's come up clutch a lot this season as well. Um, so it wasn't a surprise to me. Uh, obviously, there are people that don't watch basketball or don't appreciate basketball on a level beyond uh, you know and one mixtape. And that's fine. You can you can enjoy those plays for sure. Uh, Kyle is not the most flashy player. I mean, it's not like. Kyle Lowry's going to wow you with his skills in the All-Star game and take a charge or come up with a uh, a great box out against, you know, whoever. But you know what? The bottom line is Kyle Lowry drives winning, and I thought that third quarter was a perfect example. And the whole game was a perfect example. You know, Kyle was clearly a guy who cared more than everybody else in the game. And sometimes caring a lot is, is a talent. I, I'm reminded of um, one of the quotes Greg Popovich said before the Raptors played the Spurs, um, you know, where Pop was sort of just doing his old Pop thing, you know, dissing people in the scrum. And uh, when no one else had any questions left because, you know, Pop kept firing back at everybody, he just voluntarily was like, well, hey, what do you want to do? You want to talk about why Kyle Lowry wins so much? And he just went into this whole long speech about Kyle Lowry. And one of the things he said about Kyle was like, he, he compared Kyle's competitiveness to Mono Ginobili. And it was like, yo, you cannot make this guy more, more uh, less competitive. He is. That's his talent. His talent is being competitive. And Lowry was very competitive tonight from, from start to finish. So the first quarter, you know, Kyle really went at it with Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, definitely tried to uh, school the rookie a couple of times after uh, Kevin Porter Jr. hit a corner three in his face. Um, you know, Kyle just uh, getting to the line, sort of drawing contact, getting and ones to fall. But then, of course, he never gets continuation. So it becomes a sideline out of bound. Um and yeah, in that third quarter, there, Kyle was just really great in terms of just imposing and forcing his will, trying to get to the basket. He's so good this season at getting back to the rim. And that's something that's been a little bit of a surprise because last year and the year before that as well, Kyle, his, you know, his bread and butter has always been driving to the basket. Sort of that's sort of been his MO uh, ever since he sort of came into the NBA, even at Villanova, a guy who can really get to the, the rim, very athletic back then. Nowadays, not obviously as athletic, doesn't really play above the rim as he used to. Um, but Kyle's always been a guy who has driven to the rim, except for in recent years, he's really sort of migrated out to the perimeter. More than half his shots were threes, you know what I mean? Like, he was just really focusing on that area of the game. But this year, it's it's sort of really been a, a shift back towards going to the rim for Kyle, and, and he's done a really good job of that. 
Um, today, for example, I mean, just him driving against small guards, especially small, younger guards that don't really know how to play positional defense. And the Cavaliers have a lot of those. Like, Colin Sexton is uh, last year's lottery pick, and Darius Garland's this year's lottery pick, and Kevin Porter Jr., and these kind of guys. You know, they don't really know how to defend, especially, you know, Kyle Lowry's coming at you full speed in transition, uh, looking like that Kirby meme. Like, I, I, you know, a lot of guys don't know how to guard that. And Kyle was able to get to the rim repeatedly. Um, you know, he, he got a three to fall during that stretch as well and was just really so competitive. He got the Raptors sort of, you know, that double digit advantage. But again, you know, the Cavaliers, they played well. They, they came in, you know, they made a push, their bench against the Raptors bench, which obviously the bench is shorthanded right now. Marcus Alt did not play. Uh, you know, some good news on that front, at least. Nick Nurse said before the game that it's not necessarily that serious of an injury, and it's definitely not as severe as it was last time, where, um, you know, Gasol missed like a month. And so you definitely don't want to see that happen. But Gasol did not play tonight after uh, sort of uh, tweaking his hamstring and, and the Raptors' last win against um, the, uh, the Hawks. Was that the Hawks? Yeah, it was the Hawks, right? I don't know, man. The Raptors play so many games these days. Um, so, uh, no, Marcus all didn't play. And then, of course, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson continues to be out with uh, an ankle injury. He twisted his ankle, uh, or, you know, last week. And so, you know, the bench is the bench, is the bench right now. Yeah, at least Pat McCaw came back. I know everyone's favorite, Pat McCaw. He came in, played 20 minutes, 2 of 2 from the field, played a bit of defense. You know, it what was interesting with the bench is that, well, two things. One, Terrence Davis only got seven minutes. A little strange. I mean, to be fair, he didn't make a lot of impact in those seven minutes, but seems like he's being kept to a higher standard than some of the other guys on the team. Uh, McCaw, most most notably. Uh, but what was really strange was, one, um, they had to go so small. Like, you have... At, at, I mean, this was more in the first half than it was in the second half. But in the first half, you had Chris Boucher at center, which is... Uh, he's tall enough to be center. He's long enough to be center. That's a skinny dude. He's a really, really skinny dude. Uh, he's, he's like a 29 waistline, it feels like. And, um, you know, he's playing center. He's definitely undersized there. And then Pat McCaw was playing power forward in a mask. Shout out mask, uh, mask McCaw. Maybe this is different for him, although he looked awfully like McCaw tonight. But, yeah, I mean, like, McCaw played power forward. And, you know, I got to give McCaw credit. He was actually really brave on the glass. He's a... Crashed in for a couple of loose balls, um, you know, dove out of bounds, saved the ball under the rim for uh, one, one point, which was kind of a bad play because you don't ever want to do that. Uh, you, might, you might risk a, an easy basket for the opponent. But still, McCaw was able to compete. But damn, that that's too small, man. I, I, the, the two of them combined probably don't even weigh as much as Gasol by himself. Um, and, yeah, that, that honestly, it, it's probably one of the skinniest front lines ever. Um and it was really funny because the Cavaliers actually go pretty big. Like, they have John Henson coming off the bench, and he usually plays alongside Larry Nance, who kind of plays like a power forward kind of role for them. Uh, and, and yeah, it, it was just kind of jarring to see the two of them together. First half was okay. Like, Boucher made a couple of plays. You know, he made back-to-back dunks off the pick and roll with Fred Van Vliet. It was okay. Third quarter, sorry, fourth quarter, when those guys came in, it just wasn't working as well. Now, granted, it was also a situation where, I, w- I didn't think Norm was playing that well in terms of leading the offense of the bench. I didn't think Fred Van Vliet was doing a really good job of sort of organizing that bench. Fred just had a f- bit of a tough night overall and he missed a couple of makeable shots, especially going to the rim and also on threes. And, and sort of that opened the door for the Cavaliers to, you know, uh, you know, just come in and uh, make the game a little bit tight. And, and at that point, it had to be a game where the Raptors had to go out and win the game. 
you know, they, they weren't just going to out-execute the Cavaliers and force the third stringers to come in and, and just win the game that way. It wasn't going to go that way. Um, the Orlando Raptors, you know, found themselves in a tie game, and they, they needed to make plays. And so uh, some things interesting with that, I mean, uh, Nick had to make a decision as to which five he was going to close with. Uh, you know, it was the starting five, except it was Norman Powell over OJ Anobi. And this is sort of becoming a bit of a trend. I've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, you know, I've just sort of noted it. And, yeah, I mean, today, Norm and OG, I would say they're playing about equal, uh, at least coming into that fourth quarter stretch. Um, you know, OG, he had a couple opportunities to really boost the scoreline. Uh, a couple of plays underneath the rim where he sort of botched, um, which was a little uncharacteristic because OG's usually pretty good at that. But the Cavaliers seem to have him scattered out pretty well. Like, OG likes to gather with two hands, sort of, like, back into the defender to create space and then rise up or at least go reverse. Uh, and, the, and the Cavaliers definitely knew what he was going to do in a couple of those possessions. His interior passing wasn't as solid as it normally is. Normally it's very crisp and OG's able to find the big man. Uh, but OG was having, you know, uh, you know, below average game. But also Norman Powell was having a below average game. But Nick Nurse makes the call to go with Norman Powell to close the game. And this is why Nick Nurse is a great coach because, yo, that was exactly the right call. Uh, Norman Powell... In the last two minutes there, delivers a corner three where the Raptors run pick and roll between Colin and uh, Pascal. Pascal drives the lane, sees the the paint collapse, and uh, the ball swings out to, to Norm in the corner, and Norm hits the three. Great play. Um, and then, you know, right after that, the Cavaliers get the ball. The Raptors up, I think, four at this point. Uh, the Cavs have the ball. They're trying to initiate. They're trying to do some action on the left side of the floor, you know, try to get a mismatch or whatever. And uh, the ball ends up with, I forget who it was on the Cavaliers, um, trying to go at uh, Norm Powell on the perimeter. And Norm is able to get his long arms in there, uh, poke the ball free, corral the loose ball, and then beat the rest of the Cavaliers down the down the, um down the floor and uh, threw in the, the, you know, finished the dunk. And that really put the Raptors up six points. Uh, that really gave the Raptors pretty much the win. Norm Powell came up big with those two plays. He also hit some free throws on the stretch there too. Um, and he finished with 16 points and five rebounds off the bench. But yeah, absolutely. It was a game the Raptors had to win. And, you know, it took some very clutch plays. So some very tough plays. The Cavaliers hit a three, a couple threes in the fourth quarter there that allowed them to get to 33 points in the fourth. Otherwise, the Raptors played pretty good defense, uh, in terms of just like forcing misses and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the Cavaliers made a couple of shots at the end, but you know, Again, it took some some heroics from Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry at one point dove into the stands to save a loose ball, uh, and that loose ball eventually, I think, swung up to Pascal. Pascal found uh, Surge for three, and Surge hit the three there. Uh, you know, it, a lot of these big winning plays, and you know, it just to be honest, maybe it's just because Kyle's announced as an All Star reserve, but you know, it, it's it's one of those games where you can't help but look and watch and appreciate what Kyle Lowry does, like. I don't understand how in, in games like this where the games are so ugly or whatever, Kyle's just consistently able to, you know, get it out of the mud. Like, he just he just does it. He just finds a way to win. Uh, it was not the best game. To be honest, the only guy on the Raptors that was having, a, you know, a really good game in terms of just his overall impact was probably Serge. 
Serge is really efficient offensively with 10 of 14 from the field. And the Raptors did a really good job of sort of uh, working the pick and roll, attacking Kevin Love, giving the ball to Serge and letting Serge uh, finish. And Serge was finishing really efficiently. 26 points on a 10 of 14 shooting. But for the most part, it was just Kyle. Like, this is a game where Kyle just, you know, had to come up and make a bunch of plays and win. And, you know, that's pretty much the synopsis of uh, the summary of, you know, the last seven years for the Raptors. Like, this is what Kyle Lowry does. Um, and I'm thinking about plays where, you know, the the Raptors miss a shot. The Cavaliers get the rebound. They're about to break with numbers. The Raptors' floor balance was not very good. But instead, Kyle Lowry steals the ball right when the Cavaliers collected the rebound and were about to break. Kyle Lowry steals the ball and pokes it over to Pascal Sagan, who's in the corner, and he ends up hitting the three. Uh, and that was a big swing play. There was also a play in the third quarter there where the Cavaliers were on a four-on-one fast break. And I forget who it was, but I think maybe Porter or Garland decided to pull up for three in transition. It missed. And it was Kyle Lowry boxing out three dudes underneath the rim. Kyle Lowry competes for it, uh, doesn't let the Cavaliers collect the loose ball cleanly. The loose ball uh, springs out, you know, and the Cavaliers end up getting possessions, but then they, they, they missed an ensuing shot as well. And so, you know, like, you're talking about a guy stopping a 4-1 fast break, man. You're talking about a guy who... You know, it's, it's, you know, putting some of these guys in foul trouble, the way he was sort of going at Kevin Porter Jr., swiping the ball away from him. Like, I thought Porter played well tonight, but then I looked at the box grade, had seven turnovers. And a lot of that is just Kyle Lowry going at him, digging at him, you know, all the pressure him on the sideline, swiping the ball off his foot, stuff like that. Kyle just makes so many winning plays. And, you know, should you need to make that many winning plays against the Cavaliers on the road? No, not necessarily, but this is how you end up with 50-plus win seasons. This is how you win, like, 55, 56 59 games, 58 games, like, you know, that's how you win a championship with Kyle Lowry making these kind of plays. Uh, and, you know, whatever, it's a low-stakes game, you know, in, in January. Uh, but, you know, I've also seen Kyle Lowry do this stuff in Game 7. Like, I thought Kyle Lowry Game 7 against the, the Sixers was just unsung hero. Like, uh, people kind of forget this now. All people remember from that game was Kawhi going off, um, you know, hitting that shot at the end, obviously, with the four bounces. Uh, the reaction, and of course, Serge Ibaka hitting that three on Ben Simmons was amazing. But really, the unsung hero of that game, aside from um, obviously Kawhi, who was a clearly the hero, was Kyle Lowry. Man, like he made so many plays down that stretch. Man, like that that play where he like ripped the rebound off of the uh, the Cavaliers and instantly threw a bounce pass behind him to uh, Serge Ibaka dunking the ball. Or, like, him taking that charge from Ben Simmons where Ben Simmons just steamrolls him and Kyle Lowry just hangs on tight. He's just tough as nails and and fights for the loose ball. Like, you know, that's Kyle. That's Kyle. And that's why the Raptors win. That's why the Raptors are in the second seed, you know. The Raptors need one more win. Uh, (laughs) The Raptors need one more win to, to clinch the second seed. By at the end of this week, and and at the end of this week, you know that's when the uh, the coaches for the All Star Game are going to be uh, officialized or, or you know uh, com- officially confirmed. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously the the Bucks are the number one seed in the in the in the East, and you know uh, it's the same thing as last year. Boonholzer coached last year, so he can't coach this year, and. It's probably going to be Nick Nurse. It's probably going to be Nick Nurse, and uh, you know. <laughs> As fate would have it, uh, Nick Nurse just needs to beat Dwayne Casey tomorrow. Um, of all people, he needs to beat Dwayne Casey to go to the All-Star game. And, and I just think that's kind of funny, man. It really is kind of funny. I can't wait for reporters to ask uh, Dwayne Casey how he feels about uh, Nick Nurse going to coach the All-Star game. That would be 
I, w- I, w- I would really, really love to see the reaction on Casey's face. Uh, he'd probably say something like, you know, I took the Raptors there first. But uh, anyway, regardless, you know, it's a good result. Uh, again, it's whatever. It's, it's a sluggish game. I thought Pascal you – know, what, what's been nice about Pascal level late, by the way, um, it, it seems to be that since he's been named an all-star, it does feel like the officiating around him has been a little bit better. Like there's always borderline plays where he gets contact. He plays very physical. He's posting up a lot. He's always rising up against somebody. And so there's always going to be something to call there. And it seems like Pascal of late has been sort of more focused towards getting into the post. So, you know, as part of this is just his own doing. It's not just firing jumpers and expecting calls. Um but it does seem like the referees are giving him more calls, and it, and it it was nice to see him take it to Tristan Thompson today. Um, but yeah, I mean, whatever. It was a it was an off night for Fred VanVleet. It was an off night for OG. Uh, the bench didn't give you that much until Norm Powell came alive late, and you know it took Kyle Lowry sort of just setting the tone, man, not letting this team lose. And uh, yeah, so in terms of your KFC. Bucket of the game. Before I get to three stars, the KFC bucket of the game has to be, of course, Norman Powell stealing the ball, going down the floor, dunking the ball in transition, and you know it always just brings back great memories of you know 2016 against the Pacers, or or you know there's a couple of plays against the Bucks that happened there, or honestly there's been a couple of plays this season when Norman Powell's done that. But anyway, it, it seems to be like one of those um, iconic plays uh, or signature plays really for for Norman Powell. Um, just stealing the ball, swinging the tide in a fourth quarter, dunking the ball. Uh, yeah, that's your KFC play of the game. In terms of your three stars, first star, we say Kyle Lowry. I've been talking so many nice things about him. 23 points, five rebounds, five assists, four steals uh, in 37 minutes. I wish that was a little bit lower, but, I mean, come on. They had to close the game, so it is what it is. 8 of 16 from the field, 2 of five or two of 6 from 3, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, plus 10, Kyle Lowry. A consummate winner makes all the plays. Forget all the box score numbers. Uh, if you just watch the game, this guy does so many little things to affect winning. I love that about him. Second star, I'm giving that to Serge Ibaka. Uh, 26 points, four rebounds, and assists, a steal, a block. 10 of, thir- four, 10 of 14 from the field, three of six from three, uh, three of three from the free throw line. I, I like that the three point shot has come back a little bit for Serge. Last year, it seemed like he made such an emphasis on sort of uh, playing in the paint. Obviously, he was transitioning to playing center full time. And, um, you know, that's where the the bulk of his uh, efforts in terms of his practice and things like that was going. And so Serge was able to really stabilize himself in terms of being a reliable finisher on the basket. I mean, it seemed like his touch got a lot better. And just he was more efficient with his movements down low. I mean, there were still the Butterfingers sort of moments. And, and there, that remains. I don't, I don't know if you can get rid of that. But uh, for the most part, he got a lot steadier in the paint. Last year, he really got back to being a really efficient paint player. Um, but you know, this year, uh, he has really gone back to not only being efficient in the paint, but also, you know, extending his range beyond the three point line again. Last year, the three just wasn't as big of a part of his game. Uh, you know, obviously there were games in the playoffs, uh, you know, Ben Simmons can tell you that Serge Ibaka was shooting some threes, but Serge last year shot 29% from three on the season. And, uh, you know, with tonight's effort, Included three of six from the from the field from the three point arc. Serge is now back to thirty eight percent from three, which is above league average, and uh, it's it's a luxury, man. The Raptors just have at all times they have uh, three point shooting centers, and that just opens up so much of the game for you. Even without Marcus Saul, Serge Ibaka steps up. He gives you that production, and um, you know it's just such a great luxury to have. I said that last game. 
when when Gasol went down and Serge really stepped up, um, you know, again, the production, you can't argue with the 26 points, 10 to 14 shooting. And there was also one great play, by the way. I really wanted to give KFC play of the game to, uh, to Colin Sexton because at one point, uh, <laughs> at one point, uh, the ball had been swung out to Serge Ibaka, who was wide open at three, and it was a two-on-one situation where Serge had it at the top of the floor, and I think Kyle was in the corner. And Sexton wanted to stunt at Serge, and Serge was sort of um, contemplating whether or not he should swing the ball or not. But Sexton was sort of like, it basically looked like he glitched. He was like, Ugh. like, but for like a solid three seconds, it, it seemed like he shifted back and forth like maybe ten times. Uh, and then Serge, and he never eventually rotated over the Serge in, in any real, you know. Uh, way to dis- dissuade the shot and search inside is just like yo I'm an NBA champion I'm gonna rise up and hit the three against Cleveland it's it's light it's light work for me and search you know into three so yeah search your second star tonight and the third star I want to give it to to Pascal because Pascal did play really well uh, 19 points five rebounds two assists four steals a block I uh, got to the free throw line ten times which you love to see uh, you know it, you know he took it to Tristan Thompson Tristan has been a good defender but this year honestly in the two two times I've seen Pascal go up against Tristan this year uh, well I guess there have been three games now that where he's played Tristan but anyway whatever the last game you know also same deal Pascal sort of taking it to Tristan making a couple of plays taking these turnaround jumpers something like that it was very impressive but. I mean, come on. Norman Powell makes those two plays at the end. How does he not get one of the stars? So Norman Powell is your third star. 16 points, five rebounds, a steal, plus six. Again, mostly he had a quiet night. He had a quiet night, but, uh, you know, he he comes up clutch. And, and that's what Norman Powell does. He has that explosive quality about him. Definitely not afraid to shoot in in uh, in, a, in a tight scenario. We remember that game winner he had against the Bulls this year. Super ugly game, super tight game. Norman Powell decides to sort of take it on. With a little float, floating jump hook, and uh, today, you know, those two plays, you know, swung the game. It was a game of a game of runs. You know, Raptors would move. You know, the Cavaliers would move back and stuff like that. And you know, in the end, it was Norm Powell who delivered the final push. And so, uh, you know, you can always count on Norm Powell to be a to be clutch. In terms of your Joan Henderson Award, I gotta give that to um, I gotta give that to Sexton. Yeah, uh, twenty three points for Sexton, four points, four rebounds. It was pretty annoying in the fourth quarter. It seemed like he was really just uh, with his activity, getting into positions uh, where he was, you know, just either it's a little bit of a breakdown or whatever in transition. But you know, he he has a he has a bit of a scoring uh, push in his game. He has, he has some scoring talents for sure. He's athletic. Um, he doesn't really shoot that well, but you know, he, on, on occasion he can shoot it. The little pull-up jumper is pretty good for him. Um, for a guy who's mostly trying to go downhill, he's a little bit small, doesn't really finish that well over contact. Although today he was okay, uh, but you know, Sexton was was decent tonight, twenty-three, four and four. So he gets the Gerald Henderson Award. Um, but yeah, you know, it was the Cavaliers made it tough. The Raptors made some clutch plays, and uh, that was that. So thanks everyone for listening. Uh, one last thing before I go, if you haven't already, uh, and you know, if you would like to be part of the Raptors over everything live call in show, which will take place tomorrow, Friday at three thirty PM Eastern, you can watch live on the Yahoo sports Canada YouTube page, uh, with me and my co-host Josh Hart, where we take phone calls from, uh, Raptor fans, um, if you would like to be part of that show, but you can't call in during that three thirty to four thirty stretch, Leave us a message, whether that's sort of your your hot take, whether that's a question, whether that's whatever. Uh, what you can do is you can direct message the Yahoo Sports Can, the Instagram page. You can leave us a short voicemail, and we'll clip it, and we'll play it on the show. 
So make sure you get that in. Um, and yeah, so aside from that, Raptors win. They're now 1-9 straight. They need to win one more to get Nick Nurse to the All-Star game. Things are good. Things are very good. The schedule is very light, and honestly, you know, the Raptors are, are rolling because of that. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to KFC for sponsoring the podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to it, especially on iTunes. It definitely helps a lot. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow when the Raptors, hopefully when they beat the, the, the Pistons. They're kind of smoky nowadays. You never know. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.